the kids to bed, dad's home. We are the DWO podcast representing the dad world order. I am the handsome head of household, Mr. Magnificent Mike Martin. And with me as always, the rest of the dad wolf pack. He is the big bad bearded daddy. He is big rig, Eric Maffey. Honk if you hear me. He is the perpetual Mig Carter, the two-time, two-time, two-time world record-holding T-shirt-wearing wrestling T-shirt guy, Cephas. All right, what up, y'all? How y'all doing today? Well, it's we're doing. It's yeah. been a day. Um, well, as Mr. Magnificent said, we are the DWO Podcast. Uh, and tonight we have with us uh, a very special guest, Mr. Mohawk Mike Bisson. Sir, how the heck are you? Hello. I would say that I'm doing great, given the <laughs> recent news that just happened. I'm, my day went from pretty good to not so good. Yeah. And I think, I think on all, that uh, note. Beyond that, for sure. For those of you who are listening and haven't seen the news Literally, I think some of the most tragic news that we've seen in the wrestling industry in quite some time uh, today, uh, for reasons not yet known, uh, the world lost an amazing talent, an amazing person, a father, a brother, a son, uh, most importantly, a hero to a lot of people. Uh, And we're talking about Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. Um, if anybody knows me and they know how much I love pro wrestling, Bray Wyatt was absolute top tier for me. My daughter was born the day that Undertaker passed or Undertaker lost his streak. And when he left at that moment, I, I thought I didn't have anything left magic wise in wrestling. And then Bray Wyatt within those next couple years, recaptured that magic for me and in a way reignited my passion for pro wrestling. And it is exactly why I became the pro the wrestling t-shirt guy, because I got my passion back from NXT Bray Wyatt, the swamp father, Tyler black coming to NXT, that whole era reignited everything for me. And a huge thing in that was Bray Wyatt. And I mean, you can see in the background up there on the on the the Matt Hardy toy up there, that is a fiend mask. I've got toy after toy after toy. I'm wearing a shirt. I, I, everything's short of a tattoo. Like I mean, I yeah, I can't describe how much this has impacted me to lose this guy like this. I uh, I. Uh, I can only imagine what his family's going through, but I have never in my life ever cried so hard for a celebrity. And uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I even know how to, today is a, is a day that's going to live uh, forever in my memory. I don't know how I'm going to do my shirt video after this. Uh, I know I'm going to hug my kids a little tighter tonight. And, uh, I mean, the guy was 36, 37 years old, dude. And that's, I mean, I'm 35. Yeah. You know, I've got babies, too. 
Nash is now without a father. I think didn't they have another baby coming too, or have they had another baby? I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I believe they had a little girl, one. didn't they? I'm not sure. I'm not. That may I'm be mixed up. One. But either way, the world lost an amazing flame. The world is a little less brighter today, and uh, I don't think we could have went to this podcast without first addressing this. This is something that is, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying hard not to just break down and sob right now. So it's, uh, I hope that anyone out there uh, that is feeling these same feelings that I am, if you guys need to talk, I'm at Wrestling T-Shirt Guy. I'm available. We promote positive mental health here. If you just want to cry mm-hmm. about it, I'll cry with you, man. This, uh, you know, today I wore a, a Randy Orton shirt most of the day, but the second that that happened, I combined them. I did a Randy Orton and a Bray Wyatt shirt. So, I, uh, I, this is going to affect me for a long time, and I'm sure it's going to affect a lot of other people for a long time. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where else to what else to say or where else to go from this. But I just, I, if anyone needs somebody to talk to. I can almost guarantee you with I can speak for all four of these guys here, including myself. We're here if you need us. Absolutely. I'll talk to you. Shoot us some time. Not just him, any, any of the dads say yeah. any of our socials, reach out to any of us. We keep an eye on all of them. And any of us, you know, you can message us privately as well. Yeah. And you know, we're you know, we're by all means here to be a uh, you know, a means of communication. We pride ourselves on being you know, open-minded and, mm-hmm. uh, and open-hearted too. So, yeah, absolutely. It's very important. Um, and I just, like Sifa said, uh, I know this is probably going to affect some people more, uh, than others, but I think everybody can, that's, that's just a wrestling fan can agree that you ain't going to see another like him at all i mean that that guy had such a mind that we're just we're not going to see it anymore and i'm thankful that we got a glimpse of it you know so we we got to see behind the curtain a little bit having jason adams on here you know see some you know i I really wish that you know we would have got the chance to talk to bray himself but you know is what it is there's nothing we can do and then i want to go to one of these comments here man uh i uh i think that uh this is the truest comment right here yeah it's a very sad night in the wrestling world uh i they also for those of you who are wondering they did have two babies they had a daughter as well just recently so Mm -hmm. he left these leaves behind two children an amazing wife. Uh, he's got brother, sister, uh, Bo and Mika, his father. Every There's so many people that are going to be affected by this. So mm-hmm. it, we are, like it's like Eric and Mike both said, we are very uh, huge proponents on talking about your feelings, whether you're male, female, in between, whatever you identify as. It doesn't matter what you identify as. It's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign 
of of uh, you being lesser than it's it's be having normal human emotions. So you know, mm -hmm. if you want to talk about it, we're here. With that being said, we have to transition into our guest here tonight. We have a wonderful guest here. We don't want to let the uh, the sad moments take control of the entire night. Uh, and I know one thing to know. I know enough about Bray Wyatt to know that you know he is a firm believer of the whole "show must go on" mantra. So. With that being said, we got to discuss how cool of a guest we got tonight, man. Absolutely. Mohawk Mike Bisson. If you guys don't know who this guy is, he is uh, somebody that I actually used to be next door neighbors with. Uh, we grew up in the same school district, same uh, class. I think you were technically a grade above me because our birthdays uh, bounced off. But we were both 87 babies. You know what I'm saying? We're both, uh, we're both the same age. We have grew up uh, in the same kind of respect we we're both kind of big uh, gaming nerds if you will and uh he took it way farther than i did man uh mike how, how you doing brother i'm i'm doing good like i said it's obviously like today's rough and i i, I think one of the other things that i want to mention too is like I, I, one of the reasons this this impacts so hard is that this was completely out of nowhere and we're roughly the same age like i just yeah. turned 36 and like yeah. to open my phone today and be like oh yeah just Ray Wyatt passed away, just 30, you know, 36, 37. I'm like, that's how old I am. Like it, it hits really hard, but also yesterday with the loss of Terry Funk, which like right. for me, like obviously like a little bit before my time, the full legacy, but like you talk about like the, the huge impact with ECW and like tape trading back in the day. And like, I remember like getting VHS tapes of oh. Terry Funk matches and being like, this guy's insane. And like, <laughs> You know, it's just it's it's one after another. It just it, yeah. it hits really big. And I I think the most positive thing out of out of all of this is seeing this the community come together, you know, wrestling fans coming together to not only celebrate the lineage of, of both of these individuals, but also one another. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's we, t we talk, you know, with with the intro, like I've I've I work in the video game industry and there is a sense of camaraderie there, but it's like not in the same of wrestling is so unique because it's, it's live theater at the end of the day. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're all experience it at the same time. And usually within the same way and the storylines, you know, that kind of help shape our lives, you know, it's a, it's a crazy time, but I, I will give you guys just a, a real quick side story. Um, one of the things that I, I had the honor and privilege of doing so far with within my career, within like conventions, live events, you know, esports, tournament organization, and things like that, is I um, got looped in a few years ago with WWE when they were doing Up Up Down Down like really heavily, um, and uh, I had a recent conversation with he uh, at the time he was the vice president of digital content and was basically in charge of Up Up Down Down and a lot of the online featurettes and things that you would see with WWE. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were just kind of like catching up. And, you know, I, I remember, you know, at, in the conversation, it came up was like, what's one of the biggest things that you feel like you missed with up, up, down, down? Like, what is that one thing you wish you could have done? And they had their D and D series that they were doing on YouTube, you know, with like a handful of superstars. And it, the, the way that it was expressed to me is that they were just, tried as hard as they could with creative and to get approvals to get Bray Wyatt on as one of those individuals, just because 
was such a natural storyteller. Like, could it, you imagine you know, him as a dungeon master? Oh, exactly. My God. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter the you know the format. It's you know it, it could be physically in the ring. It could be a comic book. It could be you know being a dungeon master. Like you know someone with that talent for world building and just creativeness and pulling stuff literally out of a box (laughs) like that was almost part of the gimmick was like you know things coming out of boxes with bray you imagine the campaign he would come up with gosh nobody would win especially (laughs) if they like let him create one in his world you know oh my gosh The, the the puppets and the the fiend itself you know Man, I really wish we could have got a lot more of that, dude. And that's yep. we're gonna look back at this now. God, he was so great, wasn't he? He was so great from the very moment I saw the Swamp Father. The first time he said that with that Louisiana accent that he was Bray Wyatt. I, I remember just being, "Who are you?" And then I googled him and found out that he was a Rotunda, and that uh, I was instantly like, "Oh, okay, he's somebody." He's got a he's got an important father, so I uh, works for the government. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I think that's one of the things too. It's like at least that's like the vibe that I get. It's like a lot of these things that were birthed into the world is like it's it's not just it wasn't just his. It was everyone's. Like you know, Mm -hmm. the the fiend as a character, anybody could put on a fiend mask. Anyone could develop characters like within that realm. So I, I think it's. I, obviously like it's it's terrible we don't have that performer anymore but like we'll have those characters forever like i don't think they'll so we could very easily do a D campaign inspired by the feed yeah. or any of yeah. those characters or bray wyatt you know like you know it's any i'm sure there's already been <laughs> some kind of <laughs> stuff like that out there too but somebody's yeah. made it for sure yeah man that's uh it's definitely a loss man but uh like you said, he left. He leaves behind a legacy, and I mean, he was a big gamer too. So, you know that it, it's literally like you said. You know, thirty six. It's it's like losing one of us. You know what I mean? We're we're all pretty close to that age. You know, I mean, that's uh, <clears throat> listen. You're closer than you realize. You're closer to that than you are to fucking dude. I legit had a really like scary dream about a week or so ago where I felt like I was dying and like, it really felt like I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm in my early forties, you know, but I mean, God, it felt so, it's felt so real. And it just, the, once I got over 40, man, I just started feeling a lot less immortal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, definitely, it's... I definitely feel you on that. So I have four years, like uh, note, <laughs> note that I have four years to, <laughs> <laughs> to kind of do everything I need to, but I, I think that's also part of like, and and you know, we we talked yesterday, um, kind of on the other podcast. It's like that's that's kind of the thing is you know, relative within like the sense of time. Like, if you're passionate about something, freaking pursue it, man. There's no time like the present. I mean, you guys here with this podcast, you know, me with like my career and like gaming and esports. Like, if you if there's something you're passionate about, just do it. Just yeah. change it and make it happen. Yes. Yeah. And I just to reiterate what you guys said last night was, you know, you asked about what, what kind of advice you would have. And I just absolutely ditto what Cephas had to say, you know, just go for it. I mean, that's just what we've done. And ultimately it's, we've, our number one credo the entire time was to have fun at the end of the yeah. day, this makes us happy. 
you know, yeah. and, you know, it's great that, you know, people enjoy it as well, but at the end of the day, this is, this is for us. So, I mean, it's we found something positive that we can do and something to look forward to a light at the end of the tunnel, even on dark days, it's like yeah. today, you know, this is, this is a great outlet, you know, for, for these emotions. This is a great outlet for our creativity. And, uh, you know, again, just if, if you want to do it, quit making excuses, try it. You're not going to succeed at everything, but you know, you, you can, at least you say you tried and you can't, you don't have to live with regret. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think the takeaway there too, is that that's, that's part of the reason that I, I've been a lifelong wrestling fan. Like I grew up, I have my dad watched, we were a wrestling household. I have three younger brothers. Like we grew up in that like prime golden area, like era for like, 90s wrestling and so for me like i've always been a wrestling fan and i remember like the first time actually being like huh are there any like wrestling shows around me and like actually like even relatively before the internet just like asking around word of mouth or like seeing a flyer stapled to a telephone pole be like live pro wrestling this friday at the armory right. and you're like okay where's the armory <laughs> that's, that's not hulk hogan but i'll go see him like i don't i don't know who any of these guys are and um I, I'm sure that like a lot of wrestling fans, you at some point at least fantasized about being a wrestler yourself. And for, for me personally, like, whereas like, of course that was like a dream. I kind of quickly realized that like, I didn't have the physical attributes to really be, to really be a performer, but that's where I, I feel like this message also needs to be conveyed that it's like when I, I for a period of time lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, and there was a local promotion out there. It's called Future Stars of Wrestling. And their whole promotion is the idea is bringing in this younger talent with older talent and kind of helping generate like the next, you know, next reign of superstars, so to say. Mm -hmm. And for me, I went to like the first show and I had a blast. And I went to the second show and I had a blast. And the end of that second show, I'm like looking around and like people are like collecting chairs, you know, the ring crew comes out. And I just walked over to one of the wrestlers and I'm like, hey, I'm. I'm interested in getting involved. Like how, how can I help? What can I do? Like I do all these events on Twitch. Like I would love to start you guys a Twitch channel and start live streaming your shows. And that, I think that's the biggest piece. Like that's the biggest message that I can share is that if you are wanting to get involved, I think a lot of people from a top down view is like, Oh, I, ha I have to be a wrestler to be involved in wrestling. No, there's, you could be in broadcast. You could be a commentator. You could be a ring announcer. You could be backstage helping with logistics, gorilla position, lighting uh, and rigging, lighting, rigging. There, you yeah. know, if, if you look at like a WWE like setup, like a live show, like Monday Night Raw, it's not like three guys are on staff. Like they have right. hundreds of people that make it happen, and you just scale that down to your local indie. You know, they're always going to appreciate people helping setting up and taking down chairs. They're going to always appreciate ring crew. They're always going to appreciate people selling tickets at the door, concessions or things like that. And if you want to be involved, there's a hundred percent a spot for you. It doesn't matter if you can do a leg drop or not. It matters if you actually are passionate and there and willing to put in the work. Well, it's just like with, go ahead, go ahead Mike, go ahead. It's like with any business, you know, you gotta, it's not just, you know, the product that, that everybody sees and enjoys it's you know all the people behind the scenes that you know the the accountants the you know the maintenance guys that you know that help that you know put that product out so without them you know that cog doesn't turn that's for sure i was gonna say uh, something i've noticed too is that a lot of these indie shows we go to 
a lot of the people that are setting up and taking down the ring are the people wrestling in it. And yep. I feel like part of that is there's probably not a lot of people, you know, people think, oh, I can't be a wrestler. I can't be a part of the show. So the people that got to do it are the people that are wrestling in the ring. And I mean, if you want to be a part of the show, we're, you know, worst they can say is no, go ask, you know, like you said, just go and do it. I mean, one of the greatest pieces of, I guess, I guess it's podcasting advice, but really just any advice. Um, I think it was a Chris Van Vliet interview. He was talking about just podcasting in general. And he was, you know, like, how do you, how do you get yours off the ground? How does it become successful? He was like, just keep doing it. He was like, don't stop. Even if you feel like, oh, I don't really have much content, just get on and talk. Because the moment that you like feel like, oh, I don't really have anything to talk about this week, you're done. Just keep doing it and stuff will come to you. And that's what's happened with us. I mean, when we yeah. started our podcast, we've talked about it multiple times. Mike was doing it from a laptop that was from 1993 and was running, you know, Windows 97. And I, think it was I was just doing Windows. It. it didn't even have a number. It was just <laughs> Windows. The original Windows. The yeah, Windows. I was I was doing it from my iPad. You know, like we didn't we didn't have a clue. And see, but, that's the thing too, dude. Mike or, or Eric, what you're saying right there, I could have not started shirts and stuff because I don't have a video intro ready. I don't have all the stuff ready like DWO podcasted, but I set a date and I went with it. And we didn't either. We didn't have any kind of intro. We didn't even have an overlay. Yeah. We had, I think the second episode is when we had an overlay because we started researching, like, how do you do this stuff? And that's the other thing. If you're like, oh, I don't know how to do it. Google's your best friend. There's mm -hmm. so much stuff out there that, I mean, websites, whatever. I mean, we use Canva for all our stuff. It, if you're like, oh, I don't know how to use Photoshop, use Canva. It's the easiest thing on earth. And we make all our stuff with it. It's it's awesome. What up, Canva? Yeah. Sponsor, Sponsor Canva. us if you want to. Um, but <laughs> I just, I, I was, so I was scrolling before you guys, you know, just kind of talking about how, I, I just want to go back to the mental health thing because I came across this picture from a recent event we were at and this picture just i mean it's my background on my laptop because this just i i, I love doing this with these guys like i've not even seen that we're all morons like you can tell but we're having a good time doing it and oh man that's that's a legendary picture dog that's our first I, ever meet and greet yeah i it, yeah and that's how we looked at the meet and greet the whole time uh, <laughs> But it's just, I don't know. I just, I saw that picture and it just, it just makes me feel like every time, like God, because we've had our days where we just, oh, I'm just not feeling it or I'm tired or whatever. And it, it's all worth it every time we get on here because I have so much fun doing this with these guys, which I'm sure you do with the, with the East. I'm sure it gets exhausting. Tra I mean, I was listening to the, you on shirts and stuff last night, traveling every week and, and everything. That's, you know, like you said, I sleep on the plane. But gotta be once daunting. you get into that environment, I can't, I just, I imagine it's much the same feeling of just like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of one of those things that like, even looking back at it, like just from the context of like professional wrestling, like, cause again, like I've been a lifelong fan and I, I kind of like, well, I was working in this world of like esports and live broadcast. Like I kind of started to get to the point where I'm like, how can I apply these skills towards wrestling? Like I, I've mm -hmm. learned this skill set. How do I take this thing 
and, and apply it over here. And just like a little, a little bit more on my background within pro wrestling, like I've done, I've done a ton of indie shows, like live streams produced. Um, I even got to, for future stars of wrestling, I was a booker on one of the shows, like I actually got to sit in on the meeting and help like dictate the matches and like pace of the show and things like that. That's um, a dream I, for me, by the way, I want to do that so bad just for one show. I want to do it, but anyway, continue. It's it's I, I will. The one thing I will say is you got to be careful. It's a, it's partially also a trap. Because when you get in there and you're like, okay, here's the talent. And it's like playing with your wrestling figures, right? It's like, oh, man, yeah. I have this guy. And this guy's really cool. And I want him to challenge for the belt. And everybody in the room is like, why should that guy challenge for the belt? And it's like you you kind of lose yourself in like what should be like a 45-minute conversation of like, here's the matches top to bottom for the show. It's like a four-hour like, yeah, but remember that one time that Bret Hart did that? Like, we could incorporate that in this match. You're like, dude, right. we're two matches into the card so far. <laughs> <laughs> we just speed this up a little bit. Right. Um, but I've done camera work for um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, um, All Elite Wrestling. Um, I was actually backstage for the first Fighter Fest because it was coinciding wow. with, with a big fighting game tournament, Community Effort Orlando. Um, and one of, one of the stories that I kind of want to share off of that is that I was approached by a representative at Impact Wrestling. They were doing a series of TV tapings in Las Vegas when I was living there at the time. They're like, oh, hey, we hear you have experience. We want you to be a camera operator. I'm like, absolutely. I'm I'm all in. Whatever time you guys need me to be there, I'd love to be part of this, you know, multi-day TV taping or Impact Wrestling. And the day that I show up, they're like, oh, hey, we actually found somebody that's a little more experienced than you. And we we want you on like the crew, like you're going to help like a round ring side and cable management for the cameraman and, you know, this, that collecting gear off the ring side and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's still cool. And when they introduced me to the camera operator who had more than experience than me, it was actually one of the students from future stars of wrestling that I had been training on being a camera <laughs> operator <laughs> when I'm actually directing the show and I'm actually like in the box, like actually like shaking camera angles and oh, you know, talking no. to girl position. Like <laughs> I ended up basically giving this guy an opportunity that superseded me. That's which, cool, uh, man. Was, the was, student becomes the master. Absolutely. Yep. So now I'm yes. following him around ringside, like cable wrangling and like helping him <laughs> and, and, and things like that. Did he make but, you call him sir? <laughs> no, he did not, he did not. But the best, the best piece about that is the week. It was like maybe two weeks prior. Is they had just done um, the induction ceremony for that year's class for the Impact Hall of Fame, and Abyss was going into the Hall of Fame. So I stayed up and I watched it. And the last thing he said in his speech is that when you when you get to the top of the mountain, just before you take your fist and pump it into the air, you need to reach out behind you and help someone else up onto that mountaintop. And those words, like when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so incredible. Like that's advice to live by. And I feel like I've, I've lived my whole life by that. And then two weeks later, I'm like, here's my opportunity. There it is. Here's this this young man that I'm like, yep. We, every, you know, every two weeks we work in the future stars uh, arena and we produce the show. And like, now this is your chance to come up. Like, cause he even expressed himself. He's like, I feel kind of bad. Like it, you should be in this position, not me. And I'm like, absolutely not. I was like, no. you put in the time, you put in the effort. And just because I might have more experience than you does not mean you don't deserve this opportunity. What do you think I trained you for? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure absolutely. there are probably some people that would be like, nah, I should be in that spot. But it shows the 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 
a testament to your, you know, character that being a, a good teacher, yeah, you want to see your students succeed, if not supersede you. So, yeah. But don't Absolutely. let them get too lippy. You just tell them, you know, <laughs> I taught easy. you everything you know, but I didn't teach you everything I, I, know. Know. I know. I brought yeah. you in this world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We talking uh, about Mike you, actually, right? sorry, real quick. Mike okay. actually uh, was able to have a chat with Abyss um, just last just, week. Yeah, just last week. Took a picture with him. Super nice oh, guy. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. It was it was actually Chris, but <laughs> I was like, dude, I know why you wear a mask. Like you you, you have such he, a a baby face. He does face. have baby face for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Super He's... super super nice guy, man. You couldn't wipe the smile off his face. So. We talking about your wrestling, brother. We got to mention the picture that you rock as your profile picture. How in the world did you end up refereeing for Make a Wish in WWE? What's what's the story behind that? How did you get into that particular role? Yeah, so that was that was another one of those opportunities with working with WWE and specifically Up Up Down Down. Um, they contacted me. They wanted to organize and do a, a charity Smash Brothers tournament for Make a Wish, and the oh, the whole idea boy. is that the average cost for a single make-a-wish is roughly around $10,000. And so within Stanford, they partnered with like the local university and are like, we have a ballroom. We're going to have Xavier Woods is going to be there. We have three hours to run a tournament. And they contacted me and they're like, we're, you're one of the only people that we can trust that we know that you will make this event work and be operational. Like go. And I'm like, well, wow. what do you mean go? And they're like, whatever you need, just go like, make, make it happen. Like start planning right now. Tell us what you need. And so I showed up in Stanford with a non-traditional kind of like tournament format to accommodate. Cause again, like we're making donations are coming in off of people entering, like paying the entry fee to pay in the tournament, but we don't right. want to cap it at like, Oh, well, you know, we only have three hours and we only have so many, nintendo switches like we can accommodate maybe 20 players right no right like, we want to get as many people turnstile as we could and so when i showed up they i <laughs> funny enough i had actually packed a referee shirt with me because i was the one running the tournament and you know a little tongue-in-cheek wrestling reference like oh yeah i'll yeah. be the referee and when i showed up they pulled me into a side office and i hadn't changed yet and they're like hey just to let you know, we need this back by the end of the show. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And behind the door, like when they closed the door, it had a hanger on it and it had an official WWE referee oh. shirt on it. <laughs> so my profile picture is, is me literally on stage at this charity event for WWE, like wearing official referee shirt, like explaining the rules to everybody. Um, and there's also like, there's a video on up, up, down, down that I'm featured in as well. And like, that's one of my, it, it, again like it's very surreal like everything that i had done in my life like up to that point was like i love video games and i love wrestling but i never really saw them kind of you know meeting yeah together like that and so yeah that was hands down one of the, the best events that i've ever and you know i've worked you know i've done the evo fighting game championships i've done the halo championship series i've done league of legends i've done i just got back from pokemon worlds Pokemon World Championships in Japan from last week, like, and all of these things that I'm doing, like, that event is really, really, really high up there. Just yeah. because like, the child, the nine year old inside of me, just like continues still to this day. It's oh, like, it has to be, dude. You freaking you you've made that happen. Like, they you yeah, got a so call, incredible. you got a call from WWE, and they're like, hey, can you do this thing? Okay, cool, do it. 
yeah, we don't do it. We, no questions asked. Just make it work. Oh, by the way, I when I mentioned uh, to my son, I was like, yeah, the guy we have on tonight was just at a Pokemon World. He popped so hard for that. I forget what the hell he said. Some well, if it was for Pokemon such and such, I it, you know I'd be king or something like that. Like, I think it has to be the current one, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. What, give me, give me mess, private message me after this. Give me your address, and I'll send you guys some Pokemon swag. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> You're gonna make my kid the happiest little girl on earth. She has literally up, put me over. Put me over, dude. I'm not kidding. Like. She already has a bigger card collection than I did when I was a kid. And that doesn't include mine. any of my cards. That's just from mine. her getting cards for, you know, we're at, you know, GameStop or whatever. And she's like, oh, can I get this pack? Or, you know, we've been in stores before that have like the gumball machines where you put in like 50 cents and get a card. Yeah. Dang, bro. Wow. BDE. BDE. Flex. Flex. Put it on, on the on. table. <laughs> big That's dead <flat>. energy <laughs> but just she she loves collecting the cards and you know uh i got her the very first game i got i got her a switch light and the very first game i got her was uh pokemon let's go with evie and she thinks that's the coolest thing since sliced bread because evie follows her around and everything that game and it, is so fun dude it's it it i started so playing it. i made it's my so own fun. account i love i was it. like dude this brings me back because it's the games that I played on Game Boy freaking Pocket on the Switch. I've played and every single Pokemon to this day, and I will continue to play every single Pokemon until I die. I love Pokemon, and I always will. I know right. Mike's kind of smirking up there. Bro, you You're just gonna, missed, Are you guys going to be so mad at me? Like, put the You po- just missed the target age, bud. That's all. Yeah, I know. I'm just, if you'd have been at the right age, you'd have been Pokemon in two, dog. But, but you I fully, supported my, I Dude, fully I, supported my son's love of it, though. I remember when my growing up, I had a neighbor kid of mine try to swindle me into (laughs) buying into buying a Machop card from him for eight (laughs) dollars. It was all the money I had in the world. He's like, how much you got? I was like, eight bucks. He was like, I'll sell you this Machop. It's worth it. So I went I went home to get my money. My mom's like, what are you doing? I was like, mom, this card, it's it's pretty awesome. I'm going to go buy it. And it's she's like, shop. no, you're fucking not like <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say fucking, but it was very much like a you dummy. Like, no. Um, but I ended up getting I'm a champ. So screw that guy. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. I just think that's so cool that you're a part. Are you have you ever done anything with uh, Rainbow Six esports? That's one that I actually kind of follow. I have way back, way back in the day with, uh, I think it was Rainbow Six Vegas, actually. The okay. First. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Golly, I, you've uh, got a, a long rap sheet, bro. That's it's, yeah. It's just about to the point where if, if you name the video game, I've more than likely done something with it or the, with or with the publishers. I'm uh, just going to go ahead and throw this out there because I have the fucking N7 tattoo here. You ever do anything with Mass Effect and have Mass Effect swag? I will do everything short of sending you nudes for it, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't lie. Okay, I'll send you nudes for Mass Effect Sway. <laughs> I feel like now I have to make a call because unfortunately I have. I have like like I that's what one of the things that I pride myself on is that I've taken, you know, I when I started running video game events when I was in like middle school, high school, even in college, is like that was one of my 
proudest moments is like I could just about take any game and turn it into some kind of like competitive format. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done. <laughs> Do you guys remember the game Ski Free? Talking about the original Windows. Ski like Free, free. like ski the ski ball thing. It's not ski ball. It's the one where you're a little skier and you're going down a mountain. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Yes. The abominable yeah. man. I've ran tournaments for Ski Free. <laughs> I've ran tournaments for Pong, the original Pong. Like I've done just about, you know, any, and, anything that you could think of, but not not specifically any, right. anything with that. There's a bunch of guys I went to high school with that actually put together every year, and I'm not sure if they still do it, but it was longstanding, big trophy and everything, NBA Jam tournament. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah we, I just uh, thought that, that was, was cool. that was I that was bragging rights shit right there. I, I just went and spectated, and it was fantastic. Like the you whole set that they had, like they had a trophy presentation. I think he had gloves on. It was it was wonderful. So that's an NFL Blitz, NFL Blitz tournaments. Oh yeah, NFL Blitz two thousand. Oh god, yes. Like that's that's the biggest thing. I like part of the reason that we're here right now, right? We're we're on yeah. this podcast talking is that it's it's so much more. It's so much easier now to have a fandom and be a community of that fandom. So whether it's yes. professional wrestling or like we're Mike, you're not too old. You can still get into Pokemon. You can <laughs> yeah. cards, you can still play. And I'm not just shilling because, you know, they're kind of one of my employers. I'm just telling you that it's, we, it is I, great brother. Well, I, I talked about it just recently that it's like, once you're a part of a community like that, you know, obviously like the wrestling community is its own thing, but like within the Pokemon community, you go to these events and you play and you make friends and it doesn't matter at the end of the day, if you win or lose, like obviously people love winning and it's a competition, but like just getting together and like celebrating, like, you know what? I really like Pikachu. My deck's got all Pikachu in it. And it's like, you're probably not going to win, but (laughs) good for you. Okay. Since you said that though, I have to, I have to bring up this and I'm going to, I'm going to have all three of us top three favorite Pokemon for, Dog Mom, Squirtle, Pikachu, Snorlax. I need to know everybody's top three. Listen, I can I can give you my top three pretty quick. Uh, first off, number one is Charmander. Not Charz, not Charizard, not Charmeleon. Charmander. He was my first pick. He will always be my first pick. Uh, and that that's why I've got him tattooed on my arm right here. I am a Charmander user. Second will be Mimikyu. I love Mimikyu. I love the sadness of Mimikyu. Uh, for those of you who aren't hip to Pokemon, he is a Pokemon that is deemed so ugly that he stitched together his own Pikachu suit and he wears it over top of himself. Uh, and no one has ever actually seen what a Mimikyu actually looks like. And then wow. my, yeah, it's dark as fuck. That's deep. <laughs> oh, it's super dark. <laughs> and then my third favorite Pokemon is Haunter. I love Haunter. I've always there loved Hawker. I love the way he looks. So technically, you know, I went two one fifty ones, but for me, I have you know, I, I really like Mimikyu. I think he's one of the great new Pokemon. Uh, I would have to go all all three one fifty ones. I think Charmander is definitely there. He was my first pick as well. Yeah. Um, I, I had those three in front of me, and I'm like, I'm going with the guy with fire on his tail, like for sure. Um, <laughs> So it'd be him, uh, Gyarados, just because okay. I always thought he looked so cool, badass. Um, and probably Ursaring, because okay, I, that's that's two fifty one. 
Is it 251? Yeah, so you're in, you're you're in second gen, so you're not okay. too. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, Earth ring was bad. Bears have always been my favorite animal. My grandma calls me bear, so any Pokemon that is themed after a bear, I'm gonna go with. It's also his favorite type of man. Yes, correct. <laughs> Mike, do you even well, magnificent Mike? Do you even know three Pokemon, bro? Or are you not? Are you not that hip? I. Um, see i i know charizard i know i know charizard obviously everybody knows pikachu yeah the pikachu movie was absolutely adorable and i will say i i listened last night and you said that you play nintendo switch and i pop for that because i i exclusively play nintendo switch these days because i can take it with me and i often am not in a position to play at a console and stuff like that so it's I like having something I can pick up and put down. Um, so that being said, I'm definitely uh, open to recommendations to that own my first Pokemon game. Bro, I will literally, I no joke, have every single one that's released. Both Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, Sword and Shield, Scarlet and Violet. I literally have everything. And I will give me like, something to like let, pull me let, in, you know. Let's Go Pikachu. Let's yeah, Go Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. It's the first game, Mike, but it's remade in today's engines. So okay. it's it's beautiful, it's crispy, it's clean, and it's literally Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. So you're playing the first game just great. You know what I mean? It's uh it's a fantastic version. Literally, when I see you uh when we go to Iowa, I will bring it with me. So next weekend. Yeah, we're going to Iowa next weekend. First time ever, by the way. It's gonna I mean, be pretty can, cool. We can we can play a little bit in the play a little bit in the van on the way out if you really want yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, man, we may end up oh, taking shit. the sedan, by the way, just because no one else is coming with us. And the, the sedan's big enough for you to fit in. So, shotgun. Uh, sir. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> fucking Dude, not. Dude, I caught it live here for the world. You, honest, you, you have are- to be inside of the car. You honestly <laughs> might prefer the backseat. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, if we take that car, I would let you have the choice because both of them, the way that my seats are, you can fit a giant motherfucker in there. You know what I mean? Like Paxton Callaway could ride with me. Eric, uh, if you really think about it, logistically, it makes sense. Depends. <laughs> just saying. Because Mike could scoot up, and then you'd have all that room back there to just fucking... Yeah, you know what? <laughs> keep keep fucking going. I'm just saying, if Cephas and I need to, like, you know, we need to hand things back and forth during the ride, you know, it'd be speed logistically easier. I will say though that if I'm driving, which makes this me was our ride forward. up to Detroit. Look at my head. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, I love the dichotomy between you in the back and then the driver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Justin was by far the tiniest person in the car. I mean, granted, it was his car, so obviously he's driving. But yeah. But yeah, Eric curled up and went to sleep, though. Like, I don't know how I fell asleep. I don't know. I was trying to get comfortable the whole ride home. And I was just like, nope, nope, nope. And then I'm sure at some point you looked over and I'm just like six inches from my face like this. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're about to drive literally more than double that distance. Uh, Well, I'll be all right. It, It was it was the ride back uh with no. No sleep. Not staying in a hotel. So yeah, yeah. Hey. dog. We're definitely there's definitely like I said. I wouldn't even uh, attempt to take the Kia if it wasn't big enough. It's a full size Kia sedan. I got plenty of room and I sleep in it every single morning before work. So, sir, I'm working on them Kias every day. I know all about it. Yeah, it's a 
it's a big old Optima. So in case anything happens, we have an expert on hand. And I will say, I will say, well, I do have roadside full coverage. What's up, baby? Um, I will say, though, that if I'm Han Solo and I'm flying the Millennium Falcon, Chewie should probably be to my right. And I mean, (laughs) you know, honestly, like I I don't give a show. You can have whichever one works better for Luke Skywalker. I guess you. I guess you're Luke, dude. If we do Han, Luke, and Chewie, I mean, who are we here? You know what I mean? <laughs> I love well, it. I don't know. I, I don't I, know. I kind of, you know, fancy myself a Han Solo. You are a scruffy nerf herder. He does. It, he does have a Han Solo in the carbonite giant yeah. thing on his wall, going man, down to his the entrance Luke. to the man cave. I still have the dead den. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like I just um, can't, I, like out of my head. It's like in a bingo hall in a state far, far away. Like the start, yes. of, the, <laughs> the start of the movie is like, like legit. I've seen that somebody painted that. You know how you get on the stairs and you have that piece of ceiling that somebody painted the the what are they? What's what's the name for the it? scrolling words? The scroll. Yeah, they yeah. they painted that down. I was like, God, if I thought this would I would be at this house for like a long time, I would one hundred percent do that. Yeah, right into the. Han Solo in the carbonite at the bottom of the stairs. I think really? we may have just found a new uh, intro for our podcast. Possibly, if we can make it happen. What are you talking about? Dude, we can. Uh, oh, you. Ch- oh, okay. Mike, Challenge Mike, accepted. Mike, Mike's got a new project. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were talking Don't about. Call me this. for three days. <laughs> I thought you were talking about this because we could put that oh. in the intro too. With oh, everybody no. saying, what saying, damn, damn world, world order, order, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, sadly to say, that was Bray's last match, wasn't it? Yep. LA Knight. Damn. Mountain Dew pitch black. I want to talk about production value, though. Like, I like this is where like I I nerd out. It's like the whole black light reveal. Cause again, like everybody's like, it's the pitch black Mountain Dew match. And you're like, what does this even mean? You're yeah. literally just shilling some product, but then seeing the face paint go from what it was to them blacklight in stage, like in the middle. It was cool. Like it was very cool. Yeah. There were some cool elements that were put in. Like it was one of those things that it was like, I don't, it almost feels bad to say, but it's like, it it feels weird that it was wasted kind of in like this kind of like one-off shill kind of a way. But like, if he could have come out every week on Monday night raw or every pay-per-view and done the same thing where the paint, the paint reveal changes under the blacklight, like mm, so good. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I I gotta um ask just because I'm I'm a fairly avid uh Rainbow Six player. Is that a like in terms of like communities, gaming communities that you've worked with, is there any that you're just like, nah, they're a little more toxic than I'd like, or you know, it's something like that? Cause like like I say, I play it pretty regularly. And the only reason I play it pretty regularly is because I always have five of my friends on a squad. I will never play it with randoms ever in my life. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, as far as like communities, I feel like, it, it, especially back in the day, like Call of Duty was sometimes yeah. kind of rough to to work with because, like, again, like you're like hosting like this big event and it's a tournament and there's tens of thousands of dollars on the line and like specifically Call of Duty back in the day was like a lot of like very young like if you think like your standard demographic for axe body spray monster energy drink and like <laughs> the fast yeah. and furious movies like that it's stereotyping it, 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 here like, yeah right? 
Um, I feel no like way. The Kyles of the world playing Call of Duty? Get out. They're all upset because the their monitor is laggy and they can't hit their yeah. shots and Bro. Know, stuff like that. Um, I hit him! Yeah. But there that, sounds exactly what's, that sounds exactly what's coming from my 15-year-old's room like every oh, yeah. day. Yeah. Like, please just close your door. Bro! <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro! <laughs> so, you talked about uh, Streets of Rage uh, yesterday on my show. Um, I have not played Streets of Rage 4. I have not. So, I'm, I'm going to be picking that up specifically on the on the fact that you mentioned it. But I was I meant to ask this yesterday, but I just kind of got distracted. What should I play, man? Give me something new that's the, that 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 you know about that that's something that's that's worth playing. Is there something new I should check out? I mean, you already hit Fortnite yesterday. I feel like <laughs> I feel like Fortnite no build is so fun right now. Like I yeah. feel like it's like rejuvenated my love of like actually like online gaming. Um, I'm obviously like coming from the esports world. Like we have Counter Strike Two is just around the corner. Like if you haven't played Counter Strike or maybe haven't played in a really long time. Now's a really, really, really good time to play to jump in. Um, okay. and, and I, I again too, like we're we're kind of entering this golden age of fighting games. Like we have Street Fighter Six, we have um, Tekken Eight is on the horizon. Mortal Kombat One is coming out in like a month, I think it is. Um, yeah. I. I mean, Street Fighter Six has been like a really, really good reintroduction for people because it actually has a campaign mode. There's an actual really? story mode. It's not just like arcade mode where you just match after match after match. Like it's an open world platform. Anybody that's on the street, you can walk up and punch and now you're instantly in a fight. So any, yeah. cop, any cop that's on the street, any you know, <laughs> 12-year-old child, like you just low kick them and then now you're in a fight. Round um, one, fight. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> Street Fighter Six is really cool, and I've been trying to pay attention to like some of the stuff coming out of Gamescom, but I'm still kind of like waiting to see on like some of the other news and stuff that's dropping. I I think the biggest thing is for me as like an advocate of of like gaming, like I'm always looking for like that online communal experience. Um, but that being said, like I think there's never been a better time to like you can you can jump online on PC, on console, like with games pass and, you know, just try everything. You never yeah. know. Like there's some indie sleepers out there that I really, really think that people should be playing. You know, one of, one of the games that I, it, it started as an arcade game that then they just recently published a sequel. It took them 25 years before the developer was like, huh, this game's kind of popular. Maybe we <laughs> should make another one. It's called Windjammers. Oh, Windjammers yeah, is like, the way that I describe it is like Pong meets Street Fighter. The game is very simple. There's only a few buttons. And that's another one of those. I was so passionate about the game that I was running tournaments for it, like back in the arcade, back in like the early 2000s, that I ended up actually running tournaments for it when it got the original game was re-released on PlayStation 4. We ran tournaments for it that ended up actually culminating at Evo, which is the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. And there again, like we actually had, I was working with WWE at the time. We had the finals, the top four final matches were broadcasted live on Up, Up, Down, Down on their YouTube channel. Oh, wow. That's another one too. That it, it, Pick it up on the Switch. Pick up, look up Windjammers, either one or two. I would say start with one just because it's a little, it's a little sim simpler, I guess is how we should put it. They put some new mechanics in Windjammers too. But even sometimes I'll get on the plane and I'm like, I'll I'll nudge the person next to me and like, hey, you want to learn how to play this game? Like, this game's really fun. <laughs> do you play? Oh. 
Do you play Fortnite on your Switch? I do not. I've only played Fortnite on mouse and keyboard on PC. Okay. Um, but I know a lot of people that play. My wife okay. plays it on the Switch. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious how it was gonna like translate because we just there is a step down in graphics. Or... There's a step down in graphics, but the gameplay's still fine. Uh, my wife plays on Switch all the time, and you can ask, uh, you know, Eric. She she plays just fine on the Switch. She's I mean, I'm perfectly us, okay so, with the yeah. level of graphics that the Switch has. Like, I yeah, love same. Mario games. I love Zelda games. I love that kind of thing. I mean, that's just that's the that's my the only thing you're really lacking when it comes to a Switch is like, for example. Uh, with Laura Croft is somebody I can think about specifically. Her character model, when you're on the PS5, you can see the compass on her backpack. Okay. Uh, but when you're on the Switch, you just see a little silver circle. You know it's what I mean? It's not going to so, matter when I'm getting slaughtered. It, 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 first off, we, we <laughs> all terrible. suck, buddy. We all suck. Buddy. It's all about just getting together with your friends. It's literally just like this in a way. It's it's like this, except we're strategically trying to kill computers. Dude, I've said it a thousand <laughs> times, man. This this is this is filling the void that losing my fire team on Destiny left me. Ooh. I needed today after losing Bray. After I needed the therapy of talking to my boy. Team still here. <laughs> Part of, part of the this, just I Eric left. Just Eric left. Eric is part of my OG fire well, team. I think this is, also, this is also a good segue, guys. I don't know if you have Fight Forever AEW's first video yeah. game, but oh yeah, just release Stadium Stampede, which Stadium is their Fortnite. Yes. <laughs> oh, I see. Here, you uploaded your your three favorite Pokemon. Here, we didn't we didn't discuss that. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is fantastic. I uh, first off, uh, Dragon Executor. Uh, holy shit. I love that version of him, the Alolan uh, version of Executor. And I believe Klefki, which is the... A lot of people hate Klefki because it's an inanimate object. A lot of people hate the inanimate object Pokemon. I think they're fantastic. I think I, they're... I've definitely, the older I've got, I kind of... And and here's the thing, too. I, I've talked with people from Pokemon, like, directly before, and we've had this conversation. I was like, you know, the older I get, I kind of like the useless Pokemon. Like Klefki is a set of keys. It's yeah. not a dragon. No, yeah. It's not like a giant <laughs> seal. Like, no, it's a set of keys. And you know what? Yeah. I'm cool with that. Cause you know what? Utility wise, I need a set of keys. Like everybody needs yeah. a set of keys. And it, it makes sense too, when they actually, you know, it, the character, the, the, the character of Klefki, from what I understand, it's lore is that it literally, uh, that's what it saw first at that moment or whatever, and it transformed into a set of keys because that's what it saw or some shit. I don't know exactly the uh, story of the first clef key, but it basically adapted what it saw. So it, there's a reason that it looks like a set of keys. Mm. And then your third favorite Pokemon we actually talked about, Machamp. That's basically He's Goro. Machamp's, Machamp's definitely top five. I, for me. I was going to say, actually, for Mike, if you're just getting into Pokemon, should probably go with Machamp because okay. first off, he has a wrestling belt. Like he is like yeah. a wrestling character. He is One the of the two Pokemon. Yeah. And and he's got four arms. He's like Goro from Mortal Kombat. Like he's just like a really cool, really yeah. cool character. So when you when you get Let's Go Pikachu and you're starting to play, look get for him a chop. Get him a chop. Yeah. Yep. And the cool and thing is, is because you're play, you're willing to play it, I will pick up another, I will I will pick up a uh what do you call it? A uh, another new file of let's go Eevee and I will trade you all the verse and version exclusives, which we don't need to be near each other. We can just trade them online and I can send you all the Pokemon. You can't get in that game from my game. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. 
So we'll we'll get you into games, dog. I'm telling you, man. I know you're already into games, but we'll get you. We'll get you into some more nerdy shit. One of us. Yeah, I mean that's that. Dude, I was off work for six weeks last year due to a medical issue, and I I had was bedridden basically, but I sat there and played Breath of the Wild the entire time, and it was I am fantastic. So close to one hundred percenting Tears of the Kingdom. I have about one hundred and fifty Korok seeds left, and then I can finish the last story mission, and I will be done. I when I did it in Breath of the Wild, I was so sad. Yeah, I picked up a, um, Immortal Phoenix Rising because it was very similar. Yeah. And uh, it, it gave me that same feel, except it was just Greek mythology instead of Zelda lore. And it was super also, cheesy. See, not the only one. I love Destiny. I still play. Ooh. New season just dropped. And it's Ooh. dope. But Cephas won't Ooh. play because he's I don't like, play shitty no, games. Come play Fortnite with me. If, well, if, if we get, could get a solid oh, fire team of six to like dude, dedicate to just start from scratch and do it all, I would so be down with that. Dude, I'm telling you, they just made some good changes. The season's good so far. Eris Morn just turned herself hive. Like, it's dope, fuck? dude. The fuck? Like, full-on hive. But in a good way. Yeah, wrap your brain around that. Well, now you've spoiled it. Now I can't play it. Shut up. <laughs> There's so much that happens since I last played. I'd be interested to. to Mike, story, uh, have you ever played Hades before? Me? Uh, Bisson. You're talking about the super like giant. Yeah, the hack and slash super giant uh, yeah. game Hades. Mm-hmm. Bro, I am. That is probably my favorite uh, abusive game in the past fucking 10, 15 years. I, it's so hard at first, but once you get there, Man, that's like feeling like climbing a mountain, brother. It really is. It's like, ah, yeah, what's up? I, I kicked Hades' ass. You know what I mean? So I, I feel the same exact way about Super Meat Boy. Like when Super yes. Meat Boy first came out, I was like, finally, a game that I could like. I felt like Trials, like the initial Trials games that came out on Xbox 360, like the like the, the motorbikes. Motor yeah. Yes. You're just kind of like, oh, okay, this is pretty easy. And then you start getting into those like super hard levels. Like I like the fact that video gaming, we've gotten to a point that it's like, you the game could be incredible hard like with dark soul yeah. super meat cuphead. boy he's like cuphead like it doesn't always have to be like cuphead. a ramp where it's like oh i'm getting pretty good at this game oh now i'm stuck at this boss no i want to start from route zero and just be like i'm gonna it's gonna take me 40 attempts to beat this like i'm gonna have to like actually pay attention to it that's oh, what shit. i like the most about hades hades really made wow. me try so like the object uh magnificent to get to play Hades is you are Hades son right and you were born in hell but because you were born in hell you are both alive and dead and you want to you're allowed to go out to the real world but Hades doesn't want you to leave so you have to fight your way out of hell and basically to you want to go find your mother your mother is Persephone and she lives on the the earth so you want to escape hell to meet to to meet your mother and that's the whole uh, basis of the game but you have to literally like fight through thousands of people to get through and you get a little farther each time and every time you die you come back and your your dad's like ah you couldn't get through it could you you know yeah. what I mean? it's like it pre- i'm telling you dude it's such a beautiful story somehow they made repetition a beautiful story i don't know how to explain it other than to play it man it's that's the cool thing about gaming man is there's so much people that were born 
into gaming like you and I that are now making games. And that's why I think is uh, you're really getting some of your best work, man. It's people that love gaming, making gaming. It's mm -hmm. think about it the same way as wrestling. Some of the best wrestling on the planet are on is on the indies. Right? Oh yeah. You don't always have to get a triple a platform game to have a great experience. Trust me. We will uh, tout wrestling revolver all day long. Uh, it is our favorite indie uh, by far, um, and we absolutely love going. We're going here next week, next weekend, I believe. Yep. Uh, to Iowa. I've driving never been to almost, Iowa. Driving, yeah, never been to Iowa. Driving almost nine hours to go to see this show, and I'm so freaking excited for it. And Eight hours and 24 minutes, and you know what's going to happen when we get there? We're going to be like, hey, Revolver guys, you need some help with chairs or anything? We yeah. ain't wrestlers, but we're gonna go out there and we're gonna we're gonna pitch in, man. We're gonna show Revolver that we are diehard Revolver fans. So yeah, it's gonna be a good one. It's uh, it's been a fun experience, and like I've talked about this before on the show, I was you know grew up a WWE kid, obviously watching Attitude Era, everything like that. Kind of fell off for a while in my twenties. Um, then I'd say like four, three, four years ago. I started getting back into it when AEW rolled around, uh, just watching it here and there, seeing clips online. And then I really started getting back into it when AEW like would mention different, you know, indies or ROH or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, there's, there's stuff besides the big two. I never even thought of it. And once I started going to indie shows, man, I'm like, dude, I think I'd rather go to an, in like I'll watch the big shows on tv but in terms of going live like i'd rather go to an indie show i mean like nine for, times out of ten for example our most recent wrestling weekend where we went to uh revolver and SummerSlam, that whole weekend there was a one time we heard a this is boring chant and it wasn't at, at the revolver. revolver show it was at wwe ronda rousey and and Shayna baszler which by the way if you go back and watch that now uh it's been doctored Really? Has oh, it really? Yeah. Go back and watch it. It's been doctored. You, you can't hear them. No, you can still hear some of the boo. Uh, but I, I feel like they straight edited out the chance. Yeah. Like they were like, ah, oh, shit, we can't have this is boring. Because I went back to try to hear that this is boring. Didn't see it. So and like I feel bad because there. I know for for Shayna that match probably meant a lot, but it just didn't translate it, well. It, it didn't do what they wanted it to do. I saw they posted a clip of uh, Mike Bailey and that uh, no ropes match today. That's that's gonna um, just made me think of that. Like Mike the, Bailey yes. and JD Griffey actually looking yeah, like they're beating the shit out of each other. Dude, yeah, it's awesome. It Speaking looks, of no it, ropes, it looks like a it looks like a shoot for sure. We got what a match that? coming up this weekend that is barbed wire ropes. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Well, I, I was gonna say I was gonna kind of touch back there on what Big Rig was saying. Like I remember like growing up and. I used to watch Ring of Honor locally, like in like growing up in the Cincinnati area, was on yep. like local channel 12 at like 1 a.m. on yep. Thursday nights. And I remember being in middle school and high school and staying up and feeling like I'm gonna get in trouble, like I shouldn't be doing this. But it was like that was also part of what made it exciting is like yeah. once you kind of like expand your horizons and start watching other wrestling. Cause I feel like the other thing too is the commitment you're making to those like indie shows, quote unquote, is that you're seeing a lot of those talent 
that then do go on to become like bigger names. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's, I would love to hear each one of you guys. Cause obviously like wrestling revolver, you guys are big fans of but what would be your top three indies. Doesn't even have to be like number one, number two, number three, like top three indies right now to watch. I can give you some right off the rip. Yeah. Uh, re- I'm going to even leave revolver out because revolver is, is that's obvious. <laughs> that's a gimme for, for that. So uh, I'm going to say Palais pro in texas uh they have some really cool people out there uh their champion is one of my favorite indie wrestlers um i would say the northern wrestling federation they just put on a hell of a show summer sizzler and then i gotta go with gcw too i love gcw i like what nick cage's or nick cage nick gage has been bringing there uh i like (laughs) i would like to see nick cage wrestle now that i now that i think about it but uh, I really like them a lot as well. How about you guys? I definitely say, uh, yeah, GCW is is a fun one to watch. They just have, you know, and uh, the the cool thing about GCW is there's a lot of talent that's on Revolver that's also in GCW, so it translates really well for me. Um, so I would say GCW. Um, I've actually been watching a couple uh, OVW matches recently, and they, man, they're putting on some cool stuff. Mm -hmm. I really like OVW and uh, our our local NWF. We we just, I I know it's maybe a bit biased because we're local, but I've never not had fun at an NWF show, so. And, and not to, you know, beat a dead horse here, but I'm probably going to reiterate what you guys said because I'm going last. But uh, Northern Northern Wrestling Federation, um, definitely, that was, you know, they're local. And it definitely holds a special place for me because it's uh, only only one my son goes with me to. So, um, uh, them, uh, shit, I lost my train of thought. Uh, one that's not currently operating, but is a local indie federation. I was a huge fan of Future Great Wrestling. Yep. Uh, they're on hiatus right now, um, but I—that's I, first time I ever met Cephas was at one of those shows, and it was just a a big show feel at a very small venue, and mm-hmm. uh, it's the first time I ever seen the vet, uh, the veteran Jack Vaughn there. Yeah. Um. And uh, Eric, you had two of my three. What was your two again? Uh, GCW and OVW. Oh, OVW is my third. Yes. Yeah. There's also another one we got to mention too. Prestige, Prestige Wrestling was pretty good. I like, I like some of their talent. Yeah. Although, although uh, Revolver, they can suck an egg. Uh, <laughs> I, I do, I do have to shout out to uh, Warrior Wrestling. Yep. Uh, Warrior, Warrior Wrestling <laughs> is Warrior Wrestling is the first indie show I ever went to. I went with my daughter. It was in Indianapolis. It was an hour and a half drive from where we are. Uh, it was the very, my daughter got to meet her favorite wrestler in the world, Thunder Rosa, who made her an absolute fan for life in just 10 minutes of talking to her. Um, and that, that show is a memory I will have for the rest of my life. Like watching my, at the time, six-year-old, uh, cheer for a guy with a crazy clown mask on and chant psycho clown over and over and over again, as him and Sam Adonis (laughs) went at it was one of the That's coolest things ever. Um, and we actually uh, went to another Warrior Wrestling show up in South Bend 
and I got to watch Will Ospreay and Blake Christian tear the house down. Like, oh my gosh! You know, in front of like a hundred people. Yeah, in front of like a hundred people. Get out of here, dude! I got to watch. I got to see Swerve live on that show. Will Ospreay and Blake Christian, like uh, Athena, was won the Warrior uh, Women's Championship at that show. Like, just unreal. I was working. And, uh, so I mean, there's so many good indies. It's hard to pick just three, but they that Warrior holds a very special place in my heart because uh, they are. They are originally what got me into indie wrestling and created a lot of really good memories for me and my kid. So, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Tri-State Wrestling and Cincy Wrestling. Both yeah. of those are under two years old, so they're kind of new. So maybe maybe that's not why They're I didn't put on- my top three. But they are both exactly putting on great yes. shows. Uh, we saw Madman Pondo at Cincy Wrestling. Uh, we saw Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase and Eric Redbeard at Tri-State Wrestling. And, and this yep. is all, you know, Tri-State works out of the Fitness Center. And they're going to have one on September 9th when we get back, actually. I'll be there for that one. So, hmm. Yeah. Man, we got even more of an hour out of it. I just looked up and it's an hour and nine minutes. Holy crap. I just want to say Dude, I really this- enjoyed your guys' conversation last night. It was very interesting. I did, too. I was I listened to it while to I was at work today and I was like, I wish this would go longer. And I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, we get to do it tonight. It's gonna kinda. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys. First off, like first off, like oh, like getting getting to actually like reconnect and actually yeah. kind of, you know, we haven't we haven't talked in a while, but like you said, we we grew up in with each other in the same circles and you know, same school systems and stuff like that. And, you know, seeing what what you're doing with your podcast and here at the DWL podcast, like I feel very like privileged to be here. I, th- I think it's awesome to be here. And to be honest with you, it's one of those things that like, I would love to like be in a group chat with you guys or in your discord. And like, cause I, the yes. other thing I love about wrestling is I'm, Dude, I'm a, a discord. I'm a clip guy. I will take a clip of a match that I'm like, this is really cool. And I'll send it to other people. And that's again, like we don't have tape trading anymore. Like we don't have yeah. means of doing that. I found a match the other day. This is the other thing. I'm really, 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 my, my algorithm is tuned so good that I can find <laughs> wrestling matches that like have less than a hundred views that are like either one incredible or two, the weirdest shit you will ever see. I found, <laughs> a, match, I found a match a few weeks ago. That's literally two guys in a warehouse that instead of like a hardcore, like barbed wire and like glass tubes match, it's all uncooked pasta. They're literally taking like that's awesome. They take like a board, like a styrofoam board that has like pasta, uncooked noodles sticking out of it. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a stepdad's match. Yeah, right there. (laughs) I've I've never we have a we have a we have a couple buddies that are a tag team. They're the stepdads, and the the last time we one of the last times we interviewed him, we asked what was the worst uh, thing you ever got hit with or like worst bump you ever took, and they said landing on a laundry basket. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, like just goofy shit like that. I love it. Man, I have never once touched Discord, so I don't know anything about it. So I'll set it up. Uh, set one up, man. And I would be, I'd love to yes. have an extra wrestling DWO chat, Discord coming at you. Literally, group so messages. Is that just like a group chat with anyone we want, essentially. Is it's that what that? Yeah. Yeah. But you can also connect it to like, it, it's a, it's more of a gaming thing because you can, like if we're playing on Xbox or Fortnite, we can get in a Discord channel and just talk on that. Okay, so it's just basically like a. I know some of my friends use it because certain Nintendo games don't have uh, chat, 
So yeah. my friends play Splatoon. They don't use the Splatoon app. They use the uh, Discord app. Yes, yeah. so, Discord's awesome. Uh, you guys will have to walk me through it, and I'll be a, a bit of a, a noob. And I, I think I can speak for Mike too. I think he's gonna be a noob as well. Yeah, maybe the two of us. Too, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's too hip on Discord, but uh, I'm definitely down to have another place, like you said, to tape trade because that doesn't exist anymore at all. I feel like I remember vaguely uh, showing you JCW when we lived next door to each other. I think I had a JCW yeah. tape or something like that and showing you. So I mean that crazy dude it, you know 20 years down the road and here we are still fucking yeah, free. Um, both kicking yeah. ass in our respective uh industries if you will yeah mike when we get off of here I'll, I'll i'll get your information i'll set that up i'll set up a server and we'll uh we'll rock and roll yeah, yeah. I, I think worst case if for the fans of this show or for other people you could jump in and everybody can talk you know during the downtime when the podcast isn't around or Maybe make a channel just for Destiny. You guys could get some pe- people on playing games, connecting, Dude. bonding, talking wrestling. Yes. You All fuckers up. are going to get me playing Destiny, aren't you? <laughs> you need to do we it. Get, oh, three, we, get, three, we can do a lot web. of things. Six, we can have a lot of fun. Well, I'm just saying there's four here, and I can strong arm Justin into doing it. So I, there's I, will, I, will, I will say <laughs> the uh, uh, next Friday, uh, they're bringing back Crota's End. And they're amping up the difficulty quite a bit on it. So just FYI. And Kate's coming back in final shape. Oh, you're welcome. It literally sounds like you're going wah, 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 wah. Just, just all I know is Zool. All you have to know is when you get into the Discord, there's going to be a channel called Destiny World Order. And just you don't have to join. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't go in there. That'll be my thread that I live in alone because you leave me there. Uh, anybody? Okay, here we go. Anybody going to be at NWF Berkus show on the sixteenth? Oh, Mikey, save me a seat. Mikey might not be there. That's the uh, one. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I hundred percent. I it's will try. It's a great, great. Berkus is awesome. Berkus is a really fun venue. A guy I work with does like a medieval battling competitively, like so, full armor, real weapons, and. Yeah, and they did a show there last weekend during Summer my, Sizzler. My buddy Travis does that shit. I wonder if they're homies. Really? That's where yeah. Burkus is where um, Rex and Jack Vaughn had a jacket off. Jacket off. Jacket, jacket off. off. Jacket <laughs> off. Yeah. That's great. Um. So, yeah, rock and roll. All right, man. Well, um, you guys got anything yeah. else before we wrap this shit up? I don't think so, man. You boys got any any dad advice or anything of that nature? I definitely got some dad advice after today. Uh, I don't matter if you got kids. It don't matter what you got. If it's a dog, if it's an old lady, a wife, a friend, uh, even if it's just someone on the end of a a chat room, send somebody you love some love, man. The the world got a little less brighter today, so maybe uh, do your part in trying to lighten it up a little bit. So uh, count your blessings. You don't know how long you got. You never know. So uh, with that being said, too, rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Rest in peace, Wyndham Rotunda. Uh, you were a, a hero of mine. And uh, it's going to be rough going on without you. But uh, I'm very glad that we were able to uh, put a little positive energy uh, behind your name tonight. So Absolutely. Just riding his coattails, um, you know. R.I.P. Bray Wyatt, man. Just 
thank God that we were privileged to live in the world at the same time and get to witness some of his genius in yeah. this time. Absolutely. We, uh, you know, cause there, there's a lot of people, you know, like, like Mike said, you know, we weren't around for all of the Terry Funk legacy, but we were around for some of it. And we were truly in the era of, of the Bray Wyatt legacy and being able to be a part of that, I think is uh, probably why it hits a little bit harder for us, but it, it also means that it meant so much to us. I still can't believe so, we're here. Yeah. Um, well, Mike, thank you so much for coming on, sir. We really you plug appreciate your social before we let you go. Oh yeah. I probably Twitter. Twitter is the best, um, at the Mohawk Mike, T H E M O H A W K M I K E. That's also my email. Um, I mentioned it last night on, on Bo's podcast, guys, I'm an open book. I feel very blessed to be where I am. Shoot me an email. If you're interested in getting involved, whether it's gaming, wrestling, you know, event organization, whatever it may be, like, don't be afraid. Reach out, ask for help. Hmm. We're, we all started somewhere. And, you know, I, I didn't think as a 12 year old kid hooking up a bunch of computers in my high school's cafeteria that someday I'd be working for Pokemon, Nintendo and, you know, WWE and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, you guys want to follow me on socials at the Mohawk Mike. You want to shoot me an email, the Mohawk Mike at gmail.com. More than appreciated. Thank you guys for having me. And I'm looking forward to getting this Discord started up and we can hang yes. out more. Hell yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, that, proud of you, buddy. That's that's always one of the things that I've like, we have guests on and then I'm like, oh man, we don't really get to talk to them as much anymore. Like we'll talk every <laughs> once in a while. But now like we're starting a Discord. I'm like, yes, the conversation continues. Love Hell it. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this has really been like a, like, said we when we look up and it's like oh we're past an hour those those are the best conversations because we're not looking at the clock so um as always we've been the dwo podcast he has been mr magnificent mike martin he's been wrestling teacher guy cephas he has been mohawk mike bisson uh check us out on all the socials at dwo there we go a little too sweet right in the middle uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh this is so yeah. hard. Why is this so hard? All right. Uh, Real quick. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I love you guys. Love you I guys love you too, too buddy. <laughs> Very much. Uh, yeah. At DWO underscore podcast, Facebook. Much love to you fans too. Like underscores at the DWO podcast. Uh, TikTok at DWO underscore pod. There we go. Uh, <laughs> check out our merch. T Public Pro Wrestling Tees. And uh, look out for a Discord coming soon. How about that? Rock and roll. Join the Dad World Order, baby. Until next time, Top Dads, out. Dad